The Room Where It Happened is an actual play podcast built on communal world building and having fun with friends. Currently, we're exploring a world called The Bleed, a sci-fi setting pulling elements from westerns and setting a space version of our home of Appalachia. It's a place still recovering from conflict, where resources and labor are less exports and more things to be taken for the more prosperous parts of the galaxy, with little thought given to those it is taken from. The Bleed is a place where people find strength in each other and do what is needed to make ends meet, whether or not the means are strictly legal. It's a place where the objects of work and war are beginning to wake up and decide to take their destiny into their own metaphorical hands. So join us as we follow a found family, as they search for that next job and maybe something a little deeper too. You can find new episodes every Monday on Spotify or your podcatcher of choice. Just search for The Room Where It Happened and check us out on Twitter at RoomWherePod. Hey, I'm Dre Silvertooth, and I'm a GM. You should absolutely come listen to our podcast, because I have the best heroes. They're hunting curses for the Queen of Vire, and it's it's going great. I got five hit points. I have a plan. Is it to write my eulogy? They make really good choices. Oh God, why did I do that? (laughs) (laughs) It's all according to plan. Textbook success. She did fall 45 feet in full armor, though. Well. Fine. They are bad heroes. I have four very bad heroes on my podcast. But they are hilarious. Come check us out at badheroescast.com or find bad heroes wherever you get your podcasts. I haven't been playing my bard correctly, so now I am going to. (laughs) Hold up. You mean trying to summon an electric guitar so that you can use the auxiliary cord was not doing it correctly? Oh, no, that was definitely correct. (laughs) Welcome, everyone, to a brand new episode of The Guild, our playtest of Fellowship 2nd Edition by Jacob Randolph. I am your overlord, Dennis Veray, and with me, I've got some players and their adventurers. I am Logan, and I am back as Mork-do-ork. Uh Hey, I'm Kashan, and I'm Wilbo. I'm Adam Visconti, and I'm Baldrick Schroeder. Hi, I'm Jesse, and I'm Dinothraka. When we last left off, the best were able to solve the time puzzle that was taking place within the last gate. They had learned all there was about the Ari, how the battle a century ago that ended with King Garen dying and becoming the Lich King set up a series of events of him setting up a specific time loop puzzle, all for Baldric to eventually find a pendant later in the future, gain strength for the king to end the time loop puzzle and make him strong enough for the battle and what lies ahead. At the end of our episode, the team was joined by Jace, one of the former legends, as they oversaw a fire brooming in the next continent over. As they were on top of a mountain, they watched as the free marches were on fire, a strategic attack placed by Celestia and the King of the Gods, Cain. It takes you guys a couple days to get down the mountain and back to Swahili. And by the time you do, things look 
different. The town is vastly empty. It's a ghost town. You guys stop by Scoobers, where you still see uh, Sidwani and Swain Trotter, Baldrick's adoptive parents. <laughs> Looks like they're packing things up, but they're they're still excited to see you all. Oh, God, I... Oh, honey, I'm so happy you're all right, as they come in and hug Baldrick and the rest of you. Like, they just hug Baldrick, and then they, like, open up their other arm to be like, come on in here, we're talking about all of you. Oh, all righty, then. <laughs> Where are you guys going? Well, um, we're all under order to evacuate. It seems like something's going down. We we don't really know what's happening, but uh, actually, as they kind of look over the rest of you and at Jace, this guy came through town not so long ago to warn everybody about what was going to happen. As Jace does explain, I apologize, I may not have been the most fruitful with all of you. As he holds up the SOS from Ezreal, the first one, mm-hmm. and then he slides his thumb a little to produce a second letter of the same cardstock. One that he got specifically from Ezreal. It's loose as you look at it, you take it from him and peer at it, and it looks like the ravings of a madman. You could kind of watch Ezreal struggling as each time loop taking place, his mental status leaving every time, so this might be uh, a cardstock that he had hid somewhere and found it during some loops, and it was like trying to piece together his knowledge of what was going on, but it has like loose warnings of like the time loop and like, we should have trusted King Garen, we can't trust the guild. Like, if anything ever happens to me, I love you and all of that. Oh... When I saw all of you go into the last gate, I could have nothing but faith in you all. I live upon there to feel every rumbling of each loop that went by, and eventually the rumblings started to get shorter in span. I I thought you were going to make it. I came to Swahili to evacuate everyone just in case, you know, the time loops went sour. Well, it's probably best you didn't tell us there was, uh, well, all of this stuff pointing at the rambling notes from Ezreal. (laughs) (laughs) As you guys, when you entered Scoobers, it is, it's seemingly empty, but you hear a voice from one of the darker corners of the room. Mm -hmm. I, I was trying my best as a kind of lanky figure sleeks out of the shadows. Uh, kind of a typical adventurer's clothes, not light armor, uh, essentially, but they're kind of ragged and tattered, as if, like, they're pretty old. As you look at someone with a mop of gray, but almost blondish hair, as you hear a gauntlet clink, and you see a much older version of Ezreal. He made it. As you hear the slam of Jace's Warhammer just falling to the side as he runs up and picks Ezreal up with a spin and flourish. Uh, they both immediately. Jace puts them down and they both immediately grab their backs because they are very old. <laughs> 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 I, I can't believe you survived. And Ezreal puts his gauntleted hand up to Jace's cheek 
and goes, You think I'd go anywhere without you? Uh, and they embrace. And from this embrace, this is our last tale of the bard. And watching this beautiful love scene, you guys are healed of all the damage you took in the last gate. Thank God. <laughs> It's so precious. <laughs> Suddenly, Baldrick forgets that he hit himself with a brick. <laughs> <laughs> you feel multiple concussions lifting. <laughs> Truly, it's like three concussions have left my body. <laughs> hey, you took a beating too, there, Wolf. <laughs> Got that dent in your helmet. <laughs> he buffs it out. <laughs> The courage damage I've had for so long, lifted by gay romance. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> That's all it takes. That's all it takes a control group. <laughs> you all help uh, the trotters finish packing up scoobers, setting up a caravan. You guys decide the only way to head back is back to the docks, hoping that Samira is still waiting for you. You get a general sense that since you got into the time loop, it's only been a few weeks that you were in there. So a general sense that time has passed, but not too much to truly worry about. As you head to the docks, you see a lot of people scrummaging around. It is the full population of Everwinter, kind of terrified of what's next. And as you can see, there are no ships in the dock prepared to take anyone anywhere. As... You see two paladins that you'll recognize from when you came in to Everwinter the first time. Step up to you. Uh, yes, uh, the best, right? That's us. You know it. Um, yes, yes, I, I apologize. We did not introduce ourselves the first time. My name is Sion, and he points to his much younger paladin friend. And this is Rengar. And um, we're in a bit of need. The, the people of Everwinter are rightfully terrified. We don't know what's going on. And we were told that you might have a general idea. And I want to believe in you. I want you to help us. I want you to help the, the people of the Ari. I, I don't know exactly what I'm asking of you. But um, it's kind of hard for just the two of us to wrangle all of these people as Rengar calls for Scion as they're needed elsewhere to help with some of the packing preparations for the Everwinter populace. Jace kind of leans down to the rest of you and just kind of gives you the huddle-up motion. All right, so from what you've told me about what happened in the last gate... It seems we have an insurmountable task in front of us. Not only do we have to somehow deal with the guild, we have to deal with everyone's faith in the guild, in the gods themselves. I'm not the most elegant or eloquent person, but I... We have to find a way to gently break it to the general populace of the Ari that we are kind of like a side experiment by the gods and that like our kind of reality is like a shitty simulation. 
but I don't, I think this is like, I feel like we could spin this, this could be good PR, you know? I feel like if we give like a really good fucking speech right now, like we'd have the populace of the Everwinter behind us, you know? I'm often told that honesty is the best policy and think that maybe we should just be outright with our findings. Are we gonna let Baldrick speak for the entire group? I know I'm a new member and everything, mm. but... Mm. <laughs> I vote for Baldrick. I'm behind you, buddy. You got this. Thank you, sir. You've grown so much. All this time. I trust you, buddy. I don't know what's what. Yeah, you go, Baldrick. You got this. (laughs) Fuck you guys. You you gave yourself for this. (laughs) Who's better at honesty than you, Baldrick? Yeah. You have been the most brutally honest of all of us here. Even at times when it was inappropriate. Through Baldric's contesting, the rest of the best lift up Baldric on top of them <laughs> and bring him down to the docks to which they find like a makeshift stage that has been made uh, where Sion and Rhaegar have been like generally talking to the populace at large. And you toss Baldric up there. Um, just as just people a begin. Huge thumbs up from all of us, I think. <laughs> Thumbs up and smiling from backstage. (laughs) As people begin amassing around the makeshift stage to be like, what's going on? I don't understand. Like, why did I have to uproot me and my family? I don't... Please, we need an explanation. What's going on? Fuck. I'm going to jump up on the stage with you and be your number two. Thank you. Yes, excellent. Tiny Heightman. Two squires. Tiny Sounds awesome. Tiny Heightman. I had a change of heart. I'm going to be your hype man. So I get up on the stage, uh, and I just kind of blankly stare out at the at the giant group of people. And I say, <laughs> yeah! Uh, so I look out, and I say, Acquaintances. Everwinterins. People. It's a ten out of ten thus far. Keep going. You got this. (laughs) Lend us your ears. Listen (laughs) listen to the milk toast person. (laughs) It has been brought to our attention that you are evacuating. Congratulations on successfully getting this far in the evacuation process. You've all done a really good job at banding together, packing up all of your stuff, and moving out. Good job! Thank you. We've decided that honesty is the best policy moving forward with this evacuation, and therefore, I have been assigned to tell you that the gods are using us, and we're kind of all in a simulation, to say the least, uh, and that moving forward, uh... We, as a collective community, through this evacuation process, have to fight the guild. Because they're also using us in the same regard. And if we band together, then it's fine. (laughs) You've done so well at banding together and evacuating this town that if you join us, the best, 
We have been fighting for you. We will continue fighting for you. And we will stop this simulation and gain our freedom. <laughs> All right. I'm going to have both of you roll to talk sense for me. Um, and then you're gonna... I'm never speaking again. Ever. <laughs> Fuck you guys. I'm never talking again. You guys detailed your plan and where the Everwintons uh, fall in that. So roll plus sense. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Well, I'll take that. Um, that's going to be a 13. Oh, I got a 10. Damn, it worked. Oh, God, that was amazing, yeah. <laughs> All right. The most milk toast and oppositely hyped speech, just back and forth. Yeah, you hear a lot of talking in the crowd themselves as they're, like, drawing a lot of conclusions and filling in the blanks. You hear a couple talking, well, if the guild doesn't have our best interests and the gods don't have our best interests, and then his wife chimes in, like, maybe the guild are the gods, and they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, so other people around them are like, yeah, that makes sense. Oh, man, that's really fucked up, you know? The gods themselves are in charge of what all our adventurers do around the land. Yeah, and don't you... (laughs) Whoa, did I? <laughs> I could have done that bit for like another 30 minutes. <laughs> but they all start agreeing as you hear a low murmur begin within the crowd and then it slowly gains steam. The best. The Two different sides start the chant at two different times. So the best and milk toast are happening at the same time. Milk toast. Milk toast. I'm oblivious to the fact that milk toast applies to me. I just want to put that out. I just get very confused as to why milk toast is being shouted. As, yeah, you've gained the bond with the entire populace of Everwinter. As they're down for this cause and will help you in any way. Mostly because you've also helped them with aid. As the reason for that aid begins cresting over the horizon. As you see the knife's edge, Samira Wavecutter's ship, begin heading over towards you all. As she calls out to you with a bit of magic technology that comes with ships, which is called the Speaker Box. Which is a stone you speak to that's been endowed with magic, so it amplifies your voice so you can speak to other ships. She calls out to the rest of you. Oh, have you have you been waiting for me? Arguably yes. <laughs> she can't hear you because you don't have a speaker box. But <laughs> that doesn't matter, Baldrick. Because <laughs> I've brought some people that have been waiting for you as the rest of Samira's army begins cresting over the horizon as well. You see ships of different makes and models of the bonds you guys have created along the way. Yahoo! <laughs> you see <laughs> makes and models. I'm just, I'm just imagining a Toyota Corolla ship. <laughs> that's exactly that's what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm getting, I'm getting into the weird fucking ship designs. I fucking was writing this out before the episode. You see one ship that is essentially just a wheel on the water, rotating itself <gasps> towards you all—a giant wheel. As you see within the shield, the wheel powering it are an army of five Volians. Has another speaker yes. box. <laughs> Statics in and chimes in and goes, What's up, you fuckers? Did you think you forgot about Remy, the Fivolian? I'm here. We're gonna kick some goddess! 
<laughs> as you see another ship closer to the make and model of the Knight's Edge. <laughs> as you see brandish on it, it's the SS Wave Cutter, all in a gold font across the ship's edge. As you look up to the, the ship's point mast, and you see a being standing upon it in their own captain's uniform, they speak out over the their own speaker box that chimes in. As you hear her say, it's good to see you all. As you see Sonia Wave Cutter, Vane's widow, and oh, damn. she can see you all. She got the surgery with the gold. Oh. She got eyes again. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited. My, my, my camera dropped. <laughs> <laughs> and then you see other people haul the bonds you made out of the way. A few Suspirian ships from the one country you overthrew in the one bard's tale we mentioned for like ten minutes. They're behind you. <laughs> Ready to <laughs> <laughs> ready to rage against Idonia and Queen Celestia. <laughs> As eventually all these ships come and they help part the masses of Everwinter, whether they're going to be fighting alongside of you, or if they're just evacuating to somewhere safe, because they don't know how large this battle will range. As you know, the last time someone fought Cain, the king of the gods, the Ari literally split into the island continents. It is now the troubling sea itself is essentially a battle scar from their fight, uh, along with the sunken kingdom of Argalon, as you're all kind of helping everyone evacuate and arm up. Uh, we kind of focus on Mork for a little bit. As you can tell, there's definitely wasn't a certain type of ship coming to aid you in battle. Kind of a bad sign, as you, you've seen none of the traditional longboats that come out of the free marches. Just, they're just busy at home. They're doing everything they can there. That's that's it. That's that's gotta be it. Right, Iggy? Iggy <laughs> pops out of your fungal growth and pops in. Pop the orc would never leave us, alright? He's such a strong warrior. Kick all those bourgeoisie asses. Yeah. Yeah, he would. Yeah, he would. Thanks, Iggy. I don't say thanks enough to you, but you've been through everything with us, too. I appreciate you, mate. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I've been here this entire time, and I haven't gotten a lot of screen time, but I have been here this entire time. Yeah, and I you're, enjoy you're everything we went through. Back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I died all those times in the time loop, I want to reiterate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Oh dear, Iggy, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, it was alright. I always wanted to die with my best bud as he puts a fungal hand on your shoulder. Oh, mate. Oh, as he just pats him with one hand. His tears are kind of falling down his, his, his fungusy face. As you're packing up everything, you know, Wilbo, you're... <laughs> Helping Daddy Stronglegs back into the boat. <laughs> As a bunch of pirates are outfitting Daddy Stronglegs with, you know, typically you have, like, war horse armament for your mounts. They're doing the same with Daddy Stronglegs. He's just giant blades on all eight of their legs. <laughs> oh, shit. Yes. <laughs> Make him a fearsome warrior. As you all kind of set the knife's edge. 
uh, Samira comes in, welcomes you all with a nice hug as she, you know, puts away her bottle of brandy and goes, All right, the best, you're, you're in charge here. Where are we? Where are we setting sail for? That's a good question. The gods are fighting in the free marches. Also, we bring the thought to them. Alright, she quickly, she like, <laughs> she immediately cuts a rope right where she is, which like frees a weight and sends her swinging <laughs> off towards the middle mass so she can get back on the, the speaker box. Oh yeah. <laughs> and, it, and it's not too far. She easily could have walked there. But <laughs> she calls over to the rest of the warboats. We're heading to the free marches, bitches. As you pick up and set sail, the wind whipping through your hair. It takes a few hours before you're kind of set in the middle of the troubling sea itself. As you're nearing the free marches itself, the air is getting a little bit thicker with the smoke of essentially this entire continent on fire. When you're right about the on top of where the Kingdom of Argalon used to stand, there seems to be one boat cresting the horizon. Uh, this boat is obviously decaled with all of the Idenian Kingland armaments. This seems like Queen Celestia's ship herself. As you guys head to a kind of little bit of a standstill here, quite a few lengths off from that boat, Samira gives the call for the rest of the, the ships to kind of slow their pace. And as you're floating there, you hear the static of an opposing speaker box kick up. As you hear a familiar voice, it's one of the first voices the best ever heard. As you hear Cain, the king of the gods, the gentleman that suggested you even become an adventuring party. Well, well, well. Look who we have here. Guild Accredited Adventuring Party 49602. The best. I'm proud of everything you've done thus far. The annals of history will remember you. But that's the thing about history. It often happens to those who are dead. I hope you're happy with what you've accomplished. Igniting this fire in the Ari. We thought we'd ignite one of our own. We the gods can't let any of this stand. We will take out every single one of you. Do you bend to our wills until no one remembers your oh-so-forgettable names? We will sink you like the kingdom of Argalon we float above, and we will sink your memory. As you watch as other Idenian ships crest over the horizon, housing the masses of the gods, you can see them in their varied stature in their many forms as another voice kicks off on the speaker box. Hello, my siblings. As I have already noted to the guild, neither of you will be harmed. Both Baldric and Dinah are to be untouched in whatever may come next. They're for me. They're for me to tear apart, to drain any semblance of magic that lies within them. That is all. As you hear an audible shuffling of the speaker box, <laughs> it goes back to Kane. Do you 
have anything to say for yourselves? As Samira kind of rounds the main mast with the speaker box. Seems like they want something, why don't you give it to them? And she'll hand over to the speaker box to anyone who will take it. <laughs> I'll grab it. And I'll say, uh... You think you could sink us? How about sinking these balls in your mouth? <laughs> and then... And then I'll, just, I'll yeet the... <laughs> I'll yeet the speaker box. <laughs> Wilbo's ready box. to die, oh. y'all. Oh, over the edge of the ship. <laughs> Samira's like, God damn it. <laughs> As you hear an uproarious uh, uh, call to action from the rest of your warring ships, uh, specifically another speaker box kicks off pretty far in the back. As you hear, fuck yeah, it's Jim from Boats Row. He's there for you. <laughs> so, are, so are the halfling people. <laughs> Did you say these nuts or my balls? <laughs> I said D's balls, so a combination of both of I those. I just assume everyone starts chanting D's balls, D's balls, D's balls, D's balls, milk balls, milk balls. As the war chant of D's balls kicks off, <laughs> we watch from many of the Idenian ships as the gods begin jumping off en masse shape-shifting into the monsters we know of lore as, you know, you watch a god drop into the water and pop up as a giant sea serpent. You watch another fly off into a harpy creature as it seems like the knife's edge is essentially en route to collide with the Idenian main ship uh, where Cain and Celestia are upheld as eventually your ships are quite a few lengths away, you see on the masthead itself Kane standing there uh, with his walking stick in front of him before he lets it fall to the side, and then he falls into the water. And you don't see anything for quite a bit as the ruckus of battle begins. You're watching ships firing cannons, as other ships are taking on these monsters that have now come aboard as all of these warriors are fighting. You eventually get your uh, attention pulled back in front of you as you hear a rumbling in front of your ship. You all look over the side and you see the water greatly shifting as something large is coming up out of the water. It breaks through and flies up into the air, and for a second it blocks out the sun itself with its massive wingspan, until you look upon it when the shadows finally clear, and you see this gigantic brown-scaled dragon in front of you. Weathered by age, but still as ferocious and mangled as you could ever imagine. As it hits the peak in front of the sun, like an eclipse, it quickly moves out of the way, and begins diving towards your ship. I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna evoke my my move, uh, the chosen one, um, and uh, I am going to what? summon the Lich King, King Garen himself, to come save our ass right now against this fucking dragon. <laughs> so when you hit level oh, five in shit. fellowship, you get a playbook advancement. 
Uh, I spoke with Adam before the game, and we have chosen the chosen one for him. And he's using his move, <laughs> Summon Being of Other Plane. So essentially, as the dragon is coming down and everyone's shit in their pants, you watch as Baldrick runs to the very tip of the ship, and he grabs his necklace and holds out one singular hand. And for a second, there's darkness for everyone. And then as if the sun was blown out like a candle. And then it kicks back on. And then before your ship, in between your ship, yourselves, and the king of the gods, a dragon in his current form barreling down at you, you see him again. You see the Lich King, King Garen, standing, not standing, floating above you all with his trademark weapon back from his adventuring days. A dual-headed scythe with both blades on top of each other. (laughs) As you watch his wings kind of unfurl a little bit, all four of them, essentially to block you in a way should anything happen. Kane begins barreling down closer, shooting out a flame of fire that is just hitting King Garen straight on. The fire shifts a little bit, as you can see, King Garen in the air is turning towards all of you, having his wings block the fire. And he smiles with too many teeth. And for the very first time, Baldrick, this is not upsetting at all. <laughs> yes, I smile back. Give, give him a thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, I give a thumbs up. <laughs> I give a thumbs up. <laughs> he gives a thumbs up back with his unsight bar. <laughs> As a mere moment before Kane is about to collide with King Garen, he spins around and you see a flash of light. As you can see, the scythe has sliced through the King of the Gods as the dragon begins to fall, plummet towards you all. You have done immeasurable damage. And essentially what happens is Kane, still in dragon form, falls upon your ship. He's like in the middle of the boat itself, and he's struggling to go on. But what has happened is, throughout the campaign, you guys have been dealing blows through the Overlord, through your actions. And I've been keeping track of this along with how much harm, you know, the Overlord himself, Kane, will take from this. And since you guys have done so many blows to the guild itself, kind of unwillingly, you know, helping to support Vayne, and then actually doubling back on your promise to keep your guild promise to Lysandra, which ended up changing a lot of things, but dealt damage to the guild and then solving the Everwinter puzzle, Kane is fucked up. Alright, he kind of still has the damage from his very first battle a century ago. But he lands in the middle of the ship, and essentially, you know, with Samira, she gives the call to action. Just goes, let's fuck up some god. As, you know, all these pirates begin swarming. (laughs) Kane itself, um, who wants to take the spotlight and fight this fucking dragon on the boat? Anyone want to go first? Otherwise, I'll I'll be happy to go. (laughs) Oh, you go, buddy. So, uh, I originally had, um... With some newly crafted uh, weapons that I had. I had one that was a noble bane dagger, and now I have renamed it a god's bane dagger. Hell as yeah. I she pull, pull it out from my belt as I'm gonna go uh, knife me a dragon. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
want you to roll plus blood for me. Will do. Uh, ooh! That's a 13 on the dice of that. Oh yeah! As Mork unsheaths the god Bane dagger, begins running up you... <laughs> As you're essentially running over the wing of the dragon, you let your long arms hang as the dagger itself is kind of tearing up one of the wings as you're running up it. You get to a position where you've run out of a wing and you essentially jump over from the wing towards the dragon's head. Uh, in which you're able to drag the dagger into about, like, the dragon's essentially cheek area. And with your Ooh. weight bearing down in gravity, you kind of create this massive gash as you slide down. And as you're, as you're in between the wing and the head, Kane lets out a vicious yell with some fire that, you know, forces a couple pirates overboard and a lot of your teammates to move out of the way. As... With, even with his torn wing, he kind of covers you from the rest of the party, and then looks directly at you, Mork, and I want you to roll plus grace to get away from me. Will do. Oh, that's a four on that. Okay. <laughs> with a four, you all watch in horror as you watch this dragon's maw drive down onto the ship where you think Mork is. Luckily, the wing is covering it for the rest of the party. You're not entirely sure what's going on there. But Mork, you see darkness for a little bit. And I'm going to have you take damage to Grace for me. May I go ahead and uh, may I use a, make a use of tough as nails to gain some armor against the fire, please? Yeah, of course. As the, cool. the fire... Uh, from its maw is kind of barreling down on you. It's a it's a tough moment. You get a moment to yourself uh, to kind of contemplate everything that's happened thus far. You remember back to when <laughs> you were just kind of looking for adventures to expose a secret, and here you are in the midst of a god itself. You think about all your family <sighs> at the free marches and how they're doing, but maybe you don't have to think so long about how they're doing. As all around you, you hear the sound of steady drums being beat. As almost seemingly out of nowhere, free marches, <laughs> longboats begin rushing up to the battle, shooting their gigantic bow and arrows. They're able to loose some arrows into the side of Cain himself and begin tugging at the chain that is now binding him. And it kind of forces him to loosen his grip on the ship itself, freeing Mork and kind of dragging him down to the water below. Uh, eventually he goes over under for a second and the Free March's longboats are kind of dragged along like a, a tiny vessel trying to catch a whale, essentially. And then you guys are boarded by a couple of Free March's uh, civilians to which we see Pop to Orc! Pop! You're alive! My boy! Did you ever think these... these... these high-up piss ants could ever take us down? Oh, I was scared for a moment, Pops. I was still scared about it. Oh, so happy to see you as he goes <laughs> in 
and just bear hugs his old man. He hugs you back and he, he whispers in your ear, Always remember, my boy, the will of the people will always be stronger than the will of the oppressor. No gods, no masters. <laughs> As you take up arms again, the rest of the best kind of circle around you. As you hear another breach from behind your boat, as Kane has shook loose the arrows that was confining him. And we're going to shift over the spotlight to whoever wants to take it right now. I'll jump forward. <laughs> and I'll be like, Hey, Dragon Man, I have been secretly on your side this whole time. You're in a bad way, and I have a potion for you! And I'll pull out a can, but little does he know that inside the can is a bunch of springs that look like snakes. <laughs> when you open it, they jump out. And I'm gonna present it to him and be like, here, this is for you! <laughs> I've watched you slowly kill Dennis's soul twice now during this recording. <laughs> And then, yeah, now you can roll to talk nonsense. Uh, ooh, that is a 14. Oh! <laughs> 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 the, the gods themselves are always looking for that belief. That's what sustains them. That's what made them leave Derringer and create the Ari. And to think that they have, you know, one of the best that truly follows them. Cain, almost without thinking, inhales heavy with his nostril, sucking in the potion, hoping to give him more vitality. Instead, it opens up, and a bunch of spring-loaded snakes jump out. <laughs> and he sustains damage from this! Because <laughs> he's choking on spring. It gets, like, stuck in his throat. Yeah. <laughs> and every time he tries to breathe fire from now on, just a spring snake jumps out. <laughs> Dennis, we've told you how much we appreciate you as a miracle. I appreciate all of the storylines you have put together. And all of the thought that has gone into every single encounter, including this one. Uh, I also appreciate the future effort that's going to have to go into my terrible rally speech. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm yeah, sorry it. for pulling out a party trick. <laughs> it <laughs> worked! my one defense against all of your thinking. <laughs> it fucking worked! <laughs> Anyone else want the spotlight? <laughs> I know Willow didn't fail a roll, but does anyone else want it? <laughs> Wait, I wanna I wanna attack the dragon. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I think I get super inspired uh watching King Garen give me that thumbs up back yeah. that I that I feel like I can do anything. Uh so I want to um also after seeing Mork take the lead uh, I want to go swing at the dragon with the, the two-handed battle axe that, uh, that more gifted me. Alright, wonderful. Uh, roll plus blood for me. 
Yep, that's a four. (laughs) (laughs) As you get geared up for this awesome attack, everyone's rallying behind you. You look up at Mork, and Mork nods down at you. Samira, knowing her ship, knowing, knowing her ship better than anyone, essentially hands you a bit of rope and goes, Are you ready? And before you can answer, she cuts the rope. <laughs> and you begin swinging around the ship like only she knows how. As you Spider-Man, <laughs> you're eventually launched out by the velocity straight towards the king of the gods. Your battle axe in both hands. You're <laughs> screaming out, ready to land this blow. When Kane. <laughs> Kane goes to shoot out fire, but as is canon, it is blocked right now <laughs> by <laughs> the machinations of Sir Wilbo. So while you're unable to land your blow, Kane is eventually able to force out the bottle that <laughs> Wilbo's party trick was in, as it hits you squarely where the rest of those bricks do. <laughs> as you just kind of... <laughs> You kind of miss Kane altogether. You kind of fall and stumble around as you're kind of yeeted directly into, like, the captain's quarters part of the ship that's, like, underneath Kane. I definitely have, like, a permanent dent in my head now. <laughs> as uh, watching this happen to your brother, you're a little upset, so the spotlight's gonna move over to Dinah. Okay, so I don't... So he's on the back of the ship? Yeah. I guess I don't know. Because you said that there were cannons. Are there cannons on the ship I'm on? You're you're on the knife's edge, and you know the knife's edge has a really dope feature that you've used before. Yes, and I want to use that again. And I figure while he's (laughs) flying around and a great distraction, I'm getting over there. I'm sneaking over there to do it. (laughs) <laughs> yep, as as Kane is trying to reach in with his wings to, like, scoop out Baldrick from the captain's quarters, you use this moment to quickly run underneath the bow of the ship, and you go to the room that Samira tells you never to go to, and you see the lever that Samira says never to pull. As you pull the lever of the ge- again, you feel as the choppy waves of the sea get lighter and lighter. As the the knife's edge begins taking air, you run back up and you see on the very front of that ship is the giant crossbow that you used to slay the Thunder Avalon. <laughs> and you hop on, you spin it all the way around to face the other side of the ship and take aim at the King of the Gods. Roll plus blood for me. Blood spin it, okay. Come on. A seven? And you know I'm going to yell Yahoo before I take my shot. <laughs> Yahoo! You uh, fire off the arrow, and due to the structure of ships, there are a lot of masts in the way. So as you rip through some of these masts to make the shot, the, the arrow itself is kind of losing a lot of momentum. And it is still able to lodge itself kind of in the sternum of the dragon in between its wings, but it doesn't, like, pierce all the way through for a kill shot. It's it's launched in there. Kane screams, shooting out fire, rocking around a bit, and you're realizing this is kind of messing with the mechanisms that make the knife's edge fly, as Samira, like, quickly runs up to the four of you and goes, this isn't gonna be good. If he's gonna be on our asses like that, it's gonna bring this whole ship down, and we're gonna go straight into the water. I need you all to come up with something. 
We either need to loose this arrow or loose him in some way. Okay, wait, I don't know if this applies, but could I use my luck of the devil to completely escape harm unscathed, like, for the boat, for the ship? Does that work like that, or is it only for me? I'd say it would work like that should the ship go down. Oh, okay, so you have to so wait until it actually happens. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. You got a chance to stop it right now. As you guys are all huddled up, we watch as, you know, an older Ezreal and older Jace are attacking the King of the Gods. Ezreal loosing arcane bolts into him. Jace wielding his massive warhammer, slamming it down into the toes of the, the dragon itself as it's whiling around. <laughs> Dinah! Throw me! <laughs> <laughs> you have huge arms! If you can throw me up to that arrow, I swear to God, I'll do everything in my power to pull it from that dragon. All you have to do is throw me. That is batshit crazy, but it might be crazy enough to work. Let's do it! <laughs> Alright. <laughs> Dinah, I'm gonna have you start this off. I'm gonna have you roll plus courage for me. Okay, courage. Come on, come on, roll. Right, with an eight, you are able to find a nice spot as you get ready to toss Wilbo. You feel a little more ease as Wilbo's getting a little lighter as you look to your side. You see Mork there with you. And then a little bit more ease as you see Baldric underneath you all. As you're going to team throw <laughs> Wilbo together as Hell the best. yeah. <laughs> Wilbo, arms outstretched. <laughs> I'm gonna, depending on how you describe this shot to me, it will be on what you roll because you're rolling to finish them right now. So, are the uh, me? me yeah, like, what are you? What are you doing when you get there? Uh, I'm gonna try and use my momentum as they throw me. And I get up, and I, I'm going to try and grip both hands onto the, the like, uh, embedded arrow or spear or whatever it is, and just try and, like, use my momentum and, like, stick my feet in and try and yank it out. All right, you roll plus blood for me. That's my worst stat. <laughs> You're going full Looney Tunes on this, though. <laughs> yeah, well, I rolled a three, so that's about it. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> I actually really oh, I really no. like what happened, so I'm going to give you hope, and then I'm going to switch it to courage, because technically you're trying to lose the arrow to retreat. So I roll one more, yeah, then? Yeah, roll one more, and then add your courage instead. Ugh. It's eight. Alright, much better. As the entirety of the best launch Wilbo, and he flies <laughs> wings akimbo towards the dragon. For a second, Wilbo blots out the sun, and then swoops down. <laughs> <laughs> no the gods, no masters. <laughs> as you do exactly as you say, you get a firm grip into the arrow, you plant your feet down in the wound, and begin pushing off as the arrow begins sliding out of Cain, the king of the gods himself, as he yells this, this death knell, as... He screams, blowing fire out into the sky, waving it back and forth until the fire slowly dies down. And then you just see gas and smoke. 
and nothing else. As the wings eventually let loose off the side of the ship, and you watch as the King of the God falls to the troubling sea below. You kind of look over the bars of the ship to look down at the rest of the battle as all of your Warforged buddies are doing well. The Fivolians take out a sea monster. You watch as Jim is stabbing another god. Sonya and her boat are taking out gods. You guys are destroying god after god <laughs> during this war. Eventually, Samira helps the Knife's Edge back down to water from its flying state as, you know, the Idenian ships begin sinking one after another, you guys begin taking them all out, and there's only one left. The first one you came across. Celestia's vessel herself. As, with a little help of GM magic, you're able to see Celestia just kind of sit up out of a position. She hasn't been doing shit this entire time. She kind of... Of course not. <laughs> you watch as a, a cloak kind of just falls off her body, revealing a nice, dark, kind of space black phantom black dress that she's wearing with the same thing at the ball where you can kind of see it looks like the stars are moving throughout the dress itself as you hear over the speaker box i wanted to thank you all for getting the rest of the competition out of the way now this could be what it's truly always been about a sibling rivalry as she tosses the speaker box over the side much like wilbo did and you watch her as she's making these kind of wavy hand movements. The same thing she uses to control the stars on her dress. And you watch all of these locations where these gods have fallen into the troubling sea themselves. You see these little spheres of light, much like stars, move up. As they slowly come to encumber herself and like float upon her dress itself as her dress is kind of filling up like the night sky without any light pollution. You watch as right next to you is floating the body of Cain, the former king of the gods, as you watch another giant light lift out of his body. She moves her hands in a circular motion towards her, and you watch this light essentially dip down into the troubling sea itself as you hear a gigantic rumbling as you guys know currently, like generally your location, you're above the sunken kingdom of Argalon. Well, you were above it, as it is slowly beginning to raise oh, out of damn. the water itself. <laughs> you watch as <laughs> your ships begin like falling over to the side as they are quickly taking on land, no water beneath them. You guys quickly evacuate the ship as you kind of like stand at the bottom of the hill of this once great kingdom that used to lay there. At the very top, on top of the, the castle itself, what formerly used to be King Garen's castle, you see Celestia and all of her might and power as all of these stars essentially are moving around her body. And that's where we'll end this session for today. Damn! Fuck. That's so damn cool, <laughs> Dennis. Yeah. <laughs> Can you tell I've been playing the Final Fantasy VII Remake?
Be gay. Roll dice. An LGBTQIA actual play podcast network.